my name is Jason Ostrove. I'm from the East Bay, um, Concord, Walnut Creek, and I'm in linguistics. What research are you presenting today at the symposium? So today I presented um, some of the research I've been doing on an indigenous language of Mexico called San Martin Peras Mixtec. Um, so it's a pre-Columbian language, not related to Spanish at all. Um, and I've been working with the speaker to figure out a good way to write it down, because there's currently no writing system. There's also thousands of speakers of it right here, right now in Santa Cruz County. Um, and there's no real way to talk to them because most of them don't speak Spanish because um, the places where this is where it's spoken are mostly in the mountains of Mexico, um, places that the Spanish government or the Mexican government, excuse me, hasn't tried very hard to access. Um, so most of them don't speak Spanish. They're here though, so we need a way to talk to them. Tell me some of the, the intricacies about the language you were explaining over there. <laughs> um, right, so, um, so before you can go about writing it down, so the language has something called tone, which means how you say a word actually changes the meaning. Um, so I think the example I gave you before was Ntiaka means a boyfriend or a lover. Ntiaka means fish. And Ntiaka means plastic. Um, you also use tone to conjugate a verb. So tachon means you gave, so it happened in the past. Tachon means you are giving, it's, it's happening right now. Tachon, um, so sort of flat on the first syllable, means um, you will give, but tachon means you won't give. So there's a rise on the first syllable. <laughs> so you sort of need to know how all of that works before you can even go about trying to write it down. So the research I presented was sort of the one of the steps in figuring out the overall system. And you were saying that um, that it's pretty common in the world for languages to not be written at all. Yeah, so um, probably there are about 6,000 languages um, spoken. It's a little bit hard to count because what's the difference between a language and a dialect? Hell if we know. Um, but so it, about 6,000. Um, and out of those, the ones that are written by anyone besides missionaries, um, probably about a thousand of them, if that. Um, so once you get out of like the top 50 or the top 100 most spoken languages, most of them are unwritten. Why did you decide to participate in the symposium today? Um, well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> so, so I got an IHR summer grant, um, and one of the requirements of the grant was that I present here. Mm. I'm sorry if that's the nicest sounding answer. Better to be honest. <laughs> What are your hopes for your research in particular? So I am currently a third year graduate student, so about to start the fourth year. Um, and I'm hoping for a job in academia. Um, so I'm hoping you know this research can help take me there on a personal level. Um, but also this this research has obvious broader impacts and you know we'll be able to access this very, very underprivileged community that needs this way to write because they, they need it. We need it. Um, so, uh, hopefully, you know, that'll get out. Um, yeah. how, how do you see your research potentially uh, improving the lives of um, people from this region living mm -hmm. in Santa Cruz? So one thing I can say is, so when I first met with my speaker, um, so before like the recorder was on, before I asked her to say any words in Mishtek, I just asked her what she wanted from working with me, besides getting paid, obviously. And what she said was, um, she wanted something she could hold to say that her language was regal. Um, she, she remembered 
sort of being made fun of for speaking it in Mexico. I don't know if you know the situation in Mexico, but indigenous languages and indigenous people are not, don't have the most social status. It's, it's a pretty big problem. And so a lot of that goes with the language, you know, so pe being told like your language doesn't have a grammar and it's useless and things like that. She said she wanted something to hold, like a dictionary, a thing um, to, you know, let people know that they're here and they're real and, you know, they matter. What are you proudest of as a student <laughs> at UCS? Um, well, I'm proud that I'm able to do this. Um, so when I was deciding to come here, it was between here or MIT, um, and I would not have been able to do this research in MIT. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm here, that I, I get to be able to do this. We're glad you're here too. Perfect timing.